When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Meaning you. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Ooh, Sean. I'm Katie. And I am doing three jobs at once today. I am the cameraman, I'm the audio engineer, and your host. Ooh, and the talent, as they say. Talente. I remember when they first started say using that term to describe me when I was like oh, on set on. doing something. Oh, it's not recording, is it? Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay, we're back. Hi, babe. Welcome back. Hey, babe. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, oh, Mr. Carter. Is that from that show? Yeah, that's oh. uh, one of the characters. Welcome back, Potter. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Something? the Sweat Hogs. That's I've how- never seen it. I don't know it. I just know that you talk about it. If you're a sweat hog out there or if you're a sweat hog fan, but if you are a sweat hog, if you're Travolta and you're listening, I'd love to talk to you. Could I just be a sweat hog? Just be like, I sweat. I like food. I'm a sweat hog. They were um, the the high school class, the the kids on that TV show. Those were the sweat hogs. What a horrible name. You You know? know? Yeah. I mean, come on now. 70s in New York. Ooh, tough times. Gabe Kaplan, the teacher Mm -hmm. from that show, went on to be, or he probably already was, but a, a famous poker player. So what? I think he was, yeah. He like was Kevin on, in the office? Yes. His he bracelet? had a bracelet from Atlantic City. <laughs> you could say I'm pretty good at poker. Oh, you could say. Uh, Gabe Kaplan was, you know, when everyone got onto the poker train, you know, there was, yeah, was chefs became famous on TV, then poker players or yeah. right around the same time because cable was going deep. I wouldn't say that I would know any poker players' names at all. But there were definitely poker. Daniel Negreanu, no. the, the guy from Quebec. I think it was Negreanu. <laughs> but there's there were actual shows about po- you know like World Poker Tour and stuff. Oh, for sure. And, and there was a movie. Those, so. There were a couple of movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Isn't that interesting that cable television mm-hmm. just started getting deeper and deeper? Like, hmm, what else can what else could we mine? What other kind of show could there be? We, a, we've mined for gold. A whole we've, station on things like the Golf Channel. Yeah. Like, who needs a whole channel for golf? Interestingly enough, through people that I know, mm-hmm. my sources, my mm, connections, my say. network. Mm-hmm. Is actually when I was working in marketing for real estate. One of the people that I was working with, this gentleman by the name of Brad Traeger. If you're ever in the market for a house in San Clemente, he still sells there. He's fantastic. Oh, is he nice? Okay, because very nice. Guy. Realtors can be. Ours was amazing, but. I've heard bad things. When you find a good realtor, mm-hmm. it's not a realtor. It's a realtor. I'm going to say it how I'm going to say it. Yeah. No, I'm just teasing <laughs> it because I always say it wrong. Realtor. But someone who's a realtor will correct you. When you find a good one, you're like, this person's awesome. You're supposed awesome. to pronounce it realtor? I think so. That's fucked up. That doesn't make any sense. It's Lies. English. Oh my God. There's a guy on wait, TikTok wait, 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 wait. that does the English things. Where he's, I sent it to you because it's so funny. It, it's essentially just calling out all the ridiculousness that is English and how like enough the o-u-g-h is pronounced one way and then you put it on another word and it's all different like through, through. Mm. and you're like is it uff or oof 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 it's where uh, we said uh, like this uh, oof <laughs> it's like an egg oh. 
Uh, one one oof is an oof. That's, what was it? No, hold on. Wait, there's a fly. Did you see that? Yeah. Got it. Anyway, what was the saying? One egg is an oof. Yeah, is an oof. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take be, my wife, please. Take we'll, her. Hey, we'll be we'll be here all all, all morning. Yeah. Really. Um, so you're talking about mm-hmm. Brad Traeger, nice yes. guy. He became a realtor while I was working in marketing for <laughs> real estate agents back in the day. I used to work for a place called Prudential California Realty mm-hmm. and doing their marketing. Anyways, this guy comes up and so we're, we're buddies. We're, we chat, you know, every once in a while I'm doing his marketing and he's like, oh yeah, you work in production as well. Cause I was working side gigs, working in film. And he said, one of my buddies, he started the tennis channel. Oh, one of his fraternity uh, brothers okay. from wherever I think he went to the school in Ohio or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he started the tennis channel. I was like, the tennis channel. There's something I don't care about. But right? I was Some, like, you could started, there be anything more boring? You start a, a, a television network or station that is twenty four seven tennis. Now, if you were a fan of tennis, I still couldn't watch that much of it because I don't know. I like, I like football. I like hockey. I like sex and city i like crime shows but i can't watch them like there's no need every time we turn on our tv it for some reason plays forensic files which i respect but i also don't want forensic files first thing in the morning or you know well so this is the interesting thing about television or the internet or twitter is we can't get enough of content and so if you have a vertical that's built that's wrapped around tennis or football Mm -hmm. or People will will show up to watch it. Back in the day, what would their viewership be the like? Early twenty thousand. Who cares? That's that's twenty thousand. Continue. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's you know what point. I mean? I'm just like. Hmm? But you can sell ads against it for tennis rackets, tennis balls, you know, <gasps> tennis shoes. Yeah, I think he ended skirts. up selling that network and making a good chunk of change, and then going on to his next venture. But it's interesting hey, because I think it's fantastic. If I could sell this OTDM, <laughs> I'd be out tomorrow. We'd start a new one, though. It'd be opinions that matter, and no. we would compete against opinions that don't matter. We'll call it Grinds My Gears. Yeah, there yeah. might already be one that's called that. but mm-hmm. So in the early 1980s, mm-hmm. there was, you know, let's say ABC, NBC, CBS, and a couple of other channels. But deep cable didn't exist yet. Yeah. And the idea of segmented. Yeah, like having like the golf channel or the tennis channel or right. QVC channel. Do you know what the first channel that was dedicated to and and i could be wrong no but close Mm -hmm. it was cnn oh like constantly news yeah (laughs) constantly never news is what people (laughs) right this was the first time they they decided well let's do something that's dedicated to one specific column and news makes sense right because you might you want to tune in when you can tune in and watch what's happening However, it was deemed in advance of it being launched. This is never going to work. No one will ever pay attention to the news 24-7. That is stupid. Six it is o'clock, stupid. I noon, will tell you. It is stupid. It is. It's overwhelming to our system. People are losing their minds. Yes. And how many times can you see breaking news? And it's something that happened like, I don't know, six hours ago. And you've you've already seen it. The thing about having the news on, because we'll have it on in the morning, is it it goes in full loop. So like it starts about something and then it's just a different person talking about the same story that you started with. And you're like, hey, I thought we already heard about that. Hmm. Oh, no. The White House has been attacked again. (laughs) A guy ran through the yard into the front door. (laughs) What are the odds? Another guy did it only six hours later. Oh, my God. But every hour on the hour, you just bring in a new talking head and they repeat Also, why do they put live up when it's not live? They do that all the time. It bothers me. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. 
Yeah. But I do find it interesting that there's so much content. And I guess the argument for that is that it's on demand so that when you're watching, it's fresh. It's not like mm -hmm. I have to wait till six o'clock to hear what the news is. True. You can tune in anytime, get whatever you want, however you get want in it. And out, yeah. Whatever flavor, you know. Yeah. But I can't believe we consume this much content. We and really don't. I mean, it's, it's spread really thin. But we, I definitely think we watch more. I realized this last night. I think we watch more content in general than we ever have before just because there is so it's so much easier, more readily available, and there's so many varieties, right? But last night when we were, were we on Prime or Netflix? We were looking through some like video platform, like a video streaming platform. And it was like, because uh, everybody's in love with the 90s right now for some reason, and like things that were popular in the 90s are either being rebooted or people are watching them again. I saw this trend happen about uh, 15 years ago where everyone was in love with the 80s. Yeah, we go through these like, So my nostalgia. generation was nostalgic. Although there's a lot of up. research uh, per, in particular in regards to the pandemic where we were nostalgic for times prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So people are like, oh, remember when? And so we've been more nostalgic lately, but that's not what this is about. Anyway, like there were things coming up on Prime or whatever. I think it was actually Netflix. It was like, you know, they pretend number one, number two, and you're like, how are people watching iCarly that much? Right. But anyway, I was like, I never watched. Oh, I love when you just uh, scratch yourself and break the skin with your own fingernail. That's my favorite thing. Strong fingernails. I, yeah. You taking your vitamins? I take my vitamins. But anyway, all of these shows that were around when I was a kid, like I never really watched them. The only shows I really watched were like two or three of TGIF. And I think that was good for my growth as a human. I just have never been that into TV. You know what the best TV is? Hmm. Nature. Go well, outside. Yeah. Well, we didn't have cable. So my mom would be like, go outside essentially or do you want to help around the house which the answer is always no i want to go outside but like we didn't have cable so i never watched any of like i never watched dawson dawson's creek or melrose place or 90210 or trying to think of what friends i didn't watch until i was in like college maybe at high school at some friends houses every now and again sex and city i didn't catch until i was in college what a what a glorious so, era era you know you'd have yeah. shows named friends instead of enemies there's you no know <laughs> you have shows that are now it's all about you know how how divisive can we be i don't know? think that's true no i know i'm just what an I'm, I'm looking through the at the past the rosy glasses you know like we were we were such a pollyannish era i don't think 90s. that's true either it was all things grunge. have changed things done change oh jesus it's been 30 years I'm i hope going, so i know me too i'm not going down that rabbit hole although one of our friends who is uh very fashionable is dressing in the 90s gear oh yeah baggy well, pants like i could have told Jenkos, you because 70s were popular they're still kind of popular 70s style came back in in the pandemic but maybe about six seven months ago it's kind of funny fashion's interesting it's now now i honestly feel like it's at the point where you just kind of wear whatever you want from whatever thank you but it's always been that way but there are definitely some things that are like mm, that's not cool anymore blue jeans black t-shirt white t-shirt these are simple i can get behind that i had a blue jeans and a white t-shirt i guess like james dean ish i've never liked that look okay uh maybe a crew neck shirt from uh or not shirt but like a sweater you know when it gets cold out mm -hmm. pull over mm -hmm. pull over no it's a cardigan but thanks for asking <laughs> <sighs> and they say um, that uh mm -hmm. no they don't say anything that's a good joke it was just a very good joke i like that he took me by surprise. A dumb and dumber. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no, I didn't make it up. It's Dumb and Dumber. Oh, okay. I, I could take so much credit, you guys. I said something the other day. I forget what it was. And Sean was like, oh, my God, that's a good one. And I, and he's like, you came up with that? And I was like, no. I we, didn't. the people. I was like, yes, go <laughs> yes, on. Yes, it's so good. Oh, I know what it was. It was it was like when people were making memes about Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala oh. with her black, uh, like completely covered so she couldn't even see through it. And I thought the best meme that to come out of that, and I would love to hear your favorites, was me when I'm BCC'd on an email. That was, and I was like, it was so good she was standing off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> of the photos, like someone else getting their picture taken, I think it was Kendall. And she's like off to the side and black. Me when I'm BCC'd on an email. I thought that was so clever. That is and Sean's clever. like, that's such a good joke. Do you make that up? And I was like, no. Well, at least you didn't claim it. I would never lie. Yeah. Because, you know, if I come up with a good one, I want, to, I want I'm going to be like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was me. Are you ready for puppy parlance? Yes. So are you? I'm always ready. You, the listener, the viewer, are you ready for puppy parlance? Puppy parlance. We need a jingle for puppy parlance. So if anyone out there. Mm. Can, and then what are we going to call it when she's a dog and no longer a puppy? Or is she just always a puppy? Jesus, I don't know. This Forever is difficult. Forever our puppy, our pupper. She's asleep right there. We do do it at this time in particular because it's our Forever puppy one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in puppy parlance, she has become, it's just fun to see her grow in her Are you person. proud of me? What, what do you mean? My training skills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very. Because I need affirmation too. But she's very smart. And I bought this little doorbell for a dog bell thing and she uses it almost more than she should <laughs> she uses it to train us when she needs to go out to go potty like she's supposed to and then she also uses it when she wants us to come out and play this is where it got interesting though because i was watching dust boot on um amazon prime have you I seen dust boot? Is, no. it's the submarine film where the germans are in the submarine and it's like it's like 17 hours long in the movie but i was watching it the other night and it was good. As and, one does when they don't want to go to sleep. Sean puts off going to sleep for some reason and then is super tired. Don't morning. want to miss anything in the uh, vast wasteland of uh, media. Of, of horrible streaming films. So there's these Germans on a submarine during the Second World War. And it's mm -hmm. like, boom. And everyone is like sweating. They're scared of being heard by the, uh -huh. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the one guy is like. Oh, sending out the Morse code. Mm-hmm. And I noticed as this is going, because it's like a very long film. Well, she's going to get into that because the noise. Well, that's it. She was listening. Her ears perk up to the Morse code. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so, so I watched the movie. Well, I watched part of it. It got kind of boring because I had to go to bed. It was like five in the morning, you know. And uh, It was not. <laughs> so the next day, I, I get up. I have my coffee. This is already a lie. Gonna go out he's kind of grinning. Going to go out with Roxy. And she's at the door and she's Lies. pressing the doorbell. And I'm like, what's that girl? What's that? You want to go outside? Tommy <laughs> fell down the well. No, but she she will hit it. And then she, like we had John, our, our Mr. Fix-It guy, our home repair man. He was over and he's working in the back of the house where she goes out usually to go play in the yard because it's all fenced in or go potty. And so when she would hit it, I would take her out the front. Well, she didn't want to go out the front because John was in the back and she wanted to play with John. It was really what she wanted to do. She wanted to know what's going on. But she's like a a, you know chaos she'll i don't know if she'll eat a nail lord knows so roxy she kept, agents of chaos so she kept hitting the bell like bing 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 like you're not paying attention like it was like essentially her telling me you're not listening i want to go out this door what's happening back there anyway she's pretty funny she is and we have a window that looks into our house that's 
around ankle height. Yeah, it's like a full, a, a full length. Yeah, it's a full length window. Window. And now she uses that as like to watch us as from if, the outside inside. Like she's she she doesn't want to come in. She just wants to watch like make sure we're not messing around or doing anything. Okay, seeing other dogs. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you touching my toy? Did you touch my toy? <laughs> she's so funny. Anyway, she kills me. Mm. Puppy parlance. Puppy parlance. And I but she's she's really smart she learns really quickly and so i have some new tools from a good member of our community who trains dogs on how to get her better on a leash because she's not good and so i'm gonna try that today and yeah we're gonna try to get her into doggy daycare and into some training and yeah. she'll be good i use a technique now to tire her out mm-hmm. and unfortunately i i'm tiring myself out She's getting faster. I'm getting slower, but we are. Yeah, it is a lot of. No, running. actually, my cardio is getting better <laughs> from chasing the dog, and mm-hmm. she likes to be chased, but then she likes to chase you. I throw that blue chew toy. I whip it, man. I I whip it across the yard. Whip it real good. Yeah. Do, 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 However, do, yesterday, do, 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 do. Um, sadly, as I whipped the blue chew toy, she lost interest, mm. and that then she ran. Tired. Well, I thought so, but then she darted to the right. And then she went oh. to the bush and I was like, oh, what, what is that? And you there guys, was this it was terrible, it was this beautiful, trip. soft, no. I thought it was a mole. You it know what a mole is? A mole, yeah. It was, it was a, this beautiful brown uh, fur. Just warning. If you don't just skip forward like a couple minutes, it was a rat. Yeah. Well, when I found the tail, I was like, not found the tail. When I saw the tail, it was And then attached. he came in with her holding her collar to get her on the leash. So she didn't eat the thing. Yeah. And then he was but like, she Katie, was going berserk, but the rat was not good. Like something had happened it either gotten to poison or it already had been, it we didn't don't look, have poison here. So it must've come from the yard. It next didn't door. look mauled or anything. It just looked it, sick. It looked a little confused. Like he, he was, he was and then I was around. like, Oh, let me get a poop bag. I'll just, you know, pick it up with that. Cause I thought it was dead. Not a good idea. And then I got to look and I was like, I think that thing is still alive a little bit. And I was like, let me get the poop scooper. Because if that thing springs to life, when I try to put my hand on it through that bag, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Yeah. That means, That's the stuff nightmares are made of. His and tail then I was would a little scream. Ropey. Yeah. And it was a big, I mean. It wasn't huge, but it was. It was like the size of like a jelly donut. It was bigger than a, a field mouse. Yeah. Smaller a than a New York it's City rat. It's not a rat. mouse. It's, yeah. But smaller than a New York City rat. Definitely. Um, so anyway, so I get her pooper scooper thing, which has like a long there it's like you can stand up and put the thing on the ground it's like flat with like a square kind of thing where you could shovel the poop into and then the little rake for the poop so i use that to get the it's the thing they use at the movie theaters to pick up popcorn (laughs) and poop (laughs) thankfully you don't find that much poop not Not that i did that job for that long but you worked at a movie theater you never did that's a lot it was a sexy movie theater i did not like that the feel around (laughs) anyway so i luckily i did that because when i like and I wasn't rough or anything. I just get up close and then pushed, rolled it onto the platform where the poop usually goes. But now it's a rat. It came to life and sat up. He's like, uh oh. But he didn't like. He didn't do anything. But then he kind of tried to climb out. Anyway, I put him over the fence and I haven't seen him since. But I just didn't want her to eat it. And I also. Just, I'm pretty sure the story ended well. He probably went down the street for pizza and ice cream or something. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that story? No. Um, you got deodorant on your shirt. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> At least you put it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how much stayed, but <laughs> uh, so down the street, mm-hmm. pizza and ice cream. Yeah, when my sister was, um, when Justin, my nephew, was younger, okay, she had some cats. She had two cats that were were really bad, 
they were territorial. And oh, so I was like, what does that mean? Well, I think it was, yeah, I think it was two cats. And I think they went after, not went after Justin, but they went after his crib. Like they, I think they wanted to poop in the crib because cats will get a little territorial. So well, my they sister also get had mad to, and like do things. Like if you leave them, yeah, and they get mad. They'll like shit on your bed or, yeah. or spray. So yeah, I, I think they they peed near the crib or something. And you know you can't have this. Like you like have a to baby. make a choice. It's a baby or the the cat. And you know, so my sister got rid of my nephew. <laughs> Bye, Justin. Bye. <laughs> no, uh, my my sister uh, had to rehouse the cat, so mm-hmm. she she brought them to the the, the pet uh, people, whatever. Um, I don't know the that rescue part of the or whatever. Yeah. yeah. My dad goes over to visit my sister, who's, you know, a young mom, a young single mom at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad takes Justin out for the day. Like they're going to go walking at the, in Santa Ana de Bellevue at the, the you know. Oh yeah, the water. So yeah, pretty. the water. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And um, my dad, my dad is talking to Justin. It's simple talk because. He's I, a little kid. He's yeah, like a I little think tyke. he's like four, mm-hmm. right around like there. Like three or four, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> my nephew says, you know, mom says the cat's. Uh, went for pizza and ice cream. Oh, that's what she told him. But I think that she got rid of them. Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> even, even Justin at that age was like, lies. But I think she got rid of them. So kids, you know, they say the darndest things and they catch on so quick. You know, they know what's up. Well, my mom used to say... Um, I could have gotten that story wrong, but I think no, that's how it I, went down. But I the, I would love to hear the lies your parents told you as a kid that you've realized now as adults. Ooh. Please send those into otdmpod at gmail.com. So your so, parents tried to snow you with yeah. a story and you weren't buying it. Well, I have one that I bought, oh, but then I got older and then realized it wasn't true. So we had, we, I grew up on, uh, off of a, a highway, but we were on like a street up from it and it wasn't a, it was not supposed to be a very fastly, like a quickly traveled street, but people would speed all the time because it was kind of like a cut through to like the newer developments. Our home was like out in the older farmland that was developed earlier in like the, I don't know. I think that development is from the mid 70s. Well, because my grandma oh, and papa been there. Oh, that one. No, that's from yeah, the original. That's from the 20s and 30s. Yeah, the house my mom already sold. Because you know that church that's there. Mm-hmm. That church is from. 1930 uh, or 24 or something like that. I think it's earlier than that. I think it's from like 1890. Oh, you might be right. Yep. Anyway, long story short, people would whiz down that street to get to the other housing development. And so for a little while, I think we lost like three or four dogs to cars, like mm. hurting them. And so it was very terrible. But anyway. I remember when I was little, and I don't know how old I was. My mom would probably remember, but we had, I even forget the dog's name, but it was like, he wasn't Oscar. That was his name. That's a good name for a dog. Yeah, it was really cute. And he was just a little guy. He wasn't like a big dog. Did he live in a trash can? No, but my dad loved him. He was brown and black and kind of just a mutt because we'd always get him from the pound or whatever. But anyway, he'd gotten hit by a car. And I guess it was just right outside our house, like like not far up the road and we were driving home and I, I saw like something on the road and I said oh mama what's that and she said oh it looks like somebody's food and soda spilled and vlump, we went on and then I guess she sent my dad out to like you know go bury him and stuff so sad my poor dad had to do all that stuff so anyway and then I was like where'd Oscar go you know kids have questions my mom's like oh he he really wanted to be on a farm so we gave him to a farmer so he can really run free and I was like, oh, nice. She's like, he is so happy there. <laughs> and then I don't even know how long it took me, maybe years. I don't even know until I put it all together where I was like, oh, my God. And then I said to my dad and he was like, yeah. I can I- picture a five-year-old Katie in a darkened bedroom <laughs> working on your puzzle. Like a <laughs> string, detective. Oscar, mm. 
soda pop. Soda pop, pop and food, oh. road, farm. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but my dad was like, oh, yeah, that was horrible. And it was, it, yeah. I had to go get him. It was terrible. But anyway. Oh, um, gosh. So to they snowed me. That way. They snowed me and I believed it. I was like, oh. Did, did you ever read Pet Cemetery? No. Did you see it? No. Oh, I hate scary so movies. And that thing looks fucking freaky as shit. I don't it's such have a good interest. concept, though. I have no interest. Okay, well, you know I won't me. talk about it, but, but it is Halloween of, coming up soon. It's yeah. spooky Ooh. season. <laughs> oh, my God. I found, I was looking on eBay for clothes, as I as one does, and they had this cool dress that's like looks like the Western. And I was like, man, I could be Bonnie Raitt, but I don't need to spend like $80 on a random dress. Yeah, but dress it's super for, cool. I mean, you could wear that dress with Dia de los Muertos. Dios de los Muertos. That's what I said. Dias de... Buenos dias. <laughs> Buenas tardes, Chichis Point Claire. Can I help you? Est-ce que je peux vous aider? You just went into French. Yeah, you had to say it in all the languages. Oh. Oh, I think it was in French first, then English. But then oh, where did the Spanish come from? Buenas tardes, Chichis Point Claire. Est-ce que je peux vous aider? Can I help you? That's a lot. Yeah. They hung up. Remember <laughs> yeah, when Pam was up. like, welcome <laughs> to the Michael Scott, Meredith Palmer, Race for the Cure. Anyway, um... So yeah, so when did your parents lie? What did they lie to you about? Um, have I told the story about Pretty Woman? And my mom lied to me? So if I haven't, or if I have, I apologize. But if I haven't, here we go. So when I was a kid, the movie Pretty Woman came out. And I watched some of it. I was little. I don't even know how old I was. Let's say like eight or something. And my mom wouldn't let me watch all of it. But I watched like the beginning, like let's say like 20 minutes. I think it's because I was getting ready for bed would be my guess. And they were going to watch it. And so my mom was like probably like catch a few minutes, you know, of it. shut up and go to bed kind of thing, you know, as parents do. And shut up and go to bed. You know, oh my God. One of my favorite jokes for Joe Rogan is like when his kids are asking him questions, he's like, shut up. I'm trying to fuck your mom. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> I don't know why that his just, stand-up is pretty it just funny. kills me because as a kid, you don't think about your parents being in a relationship. It's just weird, but it's just funny because I'm like, oh my God, it's probably so true. He's like, stop asking questions. I only have like 30 more minutes before your mom's going to fall asleep. Anyway, <laughs> so I was watching Pretty Woman for a little bit as a kid. And there, if you guys haven't seen Pretty Woman, don't know the premise, get caught up because life. So he p- picks her up off the street because she's a hooker, if you don't know. And, or whatever, lady of the night. What do people like to call them? Nobody knows. Is that... I know, as if they don't work during the day. I know. They work Not all the I time. Not I don't know this. I'm a hard working man. <laughs> anyway, so he picks her up and then he asks her how much or she tells him how much. I forget how that interaction really goes. And then he says, oh, that's pretty stiff. And she reaches across into his crotch and says like, no, but it's got potential. <laughs> Eight-year-old me is like, What? I don't get it at all, obviously, because I shouldn't. And I say to my mom, what does that mean? And she says, well, if you're not old enough to figure it out, I think she probably was like, uh, you got to go to bed. This show's already way too inappropriate for you. Right. But my mom's quick on her feet and she's like, well, if you can figure it out, you know, then you have a right to know. But if you don't, then you're too young. And I was like, of course, go Very to the encyclopedia. I go to the encyclopedia, oh. Britannica. Back before the internet, you're like. I went to what was known as the '80s internet. <laughs> I was like, stiff, mm, nothing there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I could think of. That's funny. Came back with nothing. <laughs> Didn't understand it until I was like, you know, 
like i don't know maybe 18 when i watched it again it was like oh it was so hard back in the day to find information that you needed i mean yeah or would, information you probably had no business knowing no but anything Save really like, innocence even the um nothing to do with inappropriate content but just in general in yeah. general it was so strange what an era the analog era was yeah. previous i mean i and Encyclopedia Britannica's, first of all, were super expensive. And so typically they'd be older. But we only had, had a new one. copy. My mom got them when my brother and I were in school or something. So like, let's say that's like 1990. And they were so fucking expensive. And they took up so much space. I mean, they and were they, big books. They're beautiful. They, they were. Anyway, but that was, then we, that's the only, we never got like updates, you guys. We had like the encyclopedia, encyclopedia from like 1990 something or maybe 89. I don't even know. And that was what we had until the internet. I remember <laughs> being like seven and a friend saying, have you looked up fart in the dictionary? I was like, Ooh. never occurred to me to look up oh, fart. Oh, you can start looking up some real funny things. Because you'd learned how to spell the year before, but no, I had never thought about it. So yeah. I still remember the definition. What's the definition? A tiny explosion between the legs. <laughs> And see, it's funny. As a kid, you're like, yeah, it really is. That is a fart. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me of Say Anything when mm. John Cusack is dating. I forget the girl's name and his name um, in the show. It'll come to me in a minute, but in the film. But when she has the dictionary and she's like, oh yeah, I used to do this thing where I'd make a mark where every word I looked up. And she, he, she's like the straight A super smart girl. And, and he's, he does Kung Fu. Yeah, but it works, you know, but it's just funny because he flips and you see all the marks on, and he, he like flips for me. He's like, shuts it and puts it away. It was such a strange era because you couldn't just go to the, your phone. You couldn't talk to something on the wall. I mean, if the technology is 10 years from so now, different. Yeah. yeah. Oh 10 my years God. from now, people are going to look at young kids as being antiquated. Like, oh, you used to have to look on your phone. You wouldn't just have a thought in your head and it would populate with, you know, I whatever. Think, I mean, it's coming and it's coming fast. Is that the think. Neuralink thing? I think so. Now. That sounds like. You know. When I needed to look for information as a kid, one, I'd have to ask somebody if you weren't embarrassed. Well, yeah, I, that's why I asked my mom. And then two. That's like when to, I heard the word blowjob and I went back to my mom was like, what is that? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if she, I think whenever I stumped her, she would just pretend to not know. Never heard of that one. I don't know. Hmm. I'll, I'll ask Your around. Lie detectors going she out. probably said like, I'll ask around and get back to you so that I wouldn't go asking more people. Right. I'll get but, back to you on that one. Yeah. I mean, I asked so many. I I was always a very curious kid. And so when I would hear a word or a phrase that I didn't understand, I'd just like ask immediately. I used to thrive on going into the library mm -hmm. and looking up books oh, or the, even the Dewey Decimal the Dewey System. Dewey Decimal like, it was System. Just, there was and those little... Those little drawers. Yeah. And it was a tro it was a way to look into the, the world without leaving, you know, places I couldn't access. I would I would go through the library and voraciously, I might add, like I really looked at everything. In my high school, we had a a book that came with a companion box set mm -hmm. and it was about the assassination of JFK. Now your love debatable. for history started early. Oh, way early. And I remember assembling this in like historical, some might say. It had like the grassy knoll and it had mm -hmm. it had everything. I've and been over there. I have too. In Dallas. Yep. The book depository. Going down to Dallas. Mm -hmm. It's going down, down, baby. Dun, 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 in a range. Boom, boom, baby. Ready yeah. to let it go. Jimmy, shimmy, go, yeah. go, pop. You know that song? We're so a, cool. We know all the words. I know. <laughs> I, 
my last name is St. Louis, but uh, or St. Louis, but uh, I'm not a Nelly aficionado, so my lyrics aren't that good. But do you know that song is about a drive-by shooting? I feel like someone had said that before. Yeah. Uh, it's listen- like the Puff the Magic Dragon people. Like, you know that's about weed. And I was like, obviously. Uh, I'd say it's more, maybe it's uh, psychedelics or, too. No, opium. Ooh. Something. It drugs, either way. Chasing the Dragon. Puff oh, the Magic yeah, Dragon. yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Isn't that, is that heroin or is it opium? The dragon? Well, I think it's opium? the same thing. They're opioids, right? Oh. Heroin is an opioid. See, I'm so not. I from don't... the poppy and you mm-hmm. make different derivatives. I know that like, because of, uh, what's the film we watched where they made opium? Ozarks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, yeah. I had to think for a second. <laughs> so anyway. mm-hmm. going back to the library though and, and yeah. being able to access information, I was, I was enthralled and there's something romantic about getting lost in the stacks of books. Oh yeah, I used to love pulling, to like you've got ten books and you're like, I can't wait to crack these open. You know, like because well, that was your max. Did you have a max that you could check out at one time? Yes, but I was such a keener. I think keener is a good word that the librarian and I were buddies. Oh, and she knew you she, bring it back. Yeah, she'd let me take out as much as I want, and, and I would put them back properly. You know, I wouldn't just throw them in the bin. So I wasn't creating more work. However, fast forward by a couple of years, I discover the microfiche. Oh, so you just, does anybody know what that is? You can look through all the newspapers. We had to do that. I remember in college even. Tremendous device. It was tremendous. I would like to buy a microfiche just as a statement piece in my Where man cave. Where would we put this? Oh, in your in, man In my cave. library. My, We're going to have to make a lot more money to I'm get I'm going to have a smoking chair. Cave. Not that I smoke, but a smoking chair, a club chair. Sean sorry. really wants one of those chairs, you guys, that has like the back comes up above his shoulders and kind of Wing goes back. around. Yeah. Uh, hobnail, leather, maybe fabric, but I would prefer leather. Maybe that's why you took over that office space because it kind of has that feel. Yeah. Like you could definitely put your wingback chair in there. It's a little too small to have a <laughs> a ladder that slides along rails, but you know when you see in a movie. Those are super have, cool. I want one of those and then we could run a, our detective agency. Out there of was a, a, I went with my mom, this was, I think it was my mom, maybe it was one of my aunts, mm-hmm. to like a, sh- a shop and it had one of those and I like ran and jumped on it to slide it and they were like, <laughs> get off little girl it's not a toy and i was like this is for serious I was business. just getting started you know that person in the store does it when no one's around of Whee! course they do <laughs> that's like one of my girlfriends her parents got the wood floors redone and i went over i think my mom was getting her hair colored because her mom did my mom's hair anyway we put on like took off our shoes and had socks and slid on that floor because they just got it done so there's no furniture in like this long room she put some sunglasses on a white dress shirt I just didn't take see. Those I hadn't seen Risky. Off Isn't that Risky Business? It, yeah. it comes out. It's a f- great scene. Mm-hmm. That's such a great film. It, it it's, it's a great concept. Before, before Tom Cruise really went around the bend. Well, this is when Tom Cruise was on the comeuppance. You mm-hmm. know, he was he wasn't was a weirdo. A now he's like so weird. He's different. Him and John Travolta both got really fucking weird. People get strange. Don't get strange. I mean, teach their own. I I, I certainly think they're that strange. Yeah. Are they both in that Scientology thing? Yeah, the answer is yes, and that's creepy and weird. I'm not scared of whatever that short little man is that runs it. Jesus. David Muscatke. Mus- Mus- it's so weird. Captain I, Crunch? I've spent the last like two weeks reading about religious trauma, so like... Well, that's you know. not a religion, even though they have a religious license. It technically is. By the it's way, by definition, Catholic Church in trouble again. I know. France, I don't even include kids. those things. I don't even know. There's so much to cover in religious trauma. I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> Maybe by the time this comes out, the I don't even know if the video will be just ready think by about then. The people who are subjugated by it. <laughs> they feel overwhelmed. Well, I know. I'm just saying that there's so much to talk about. It's definitely more than one video. 
Because as I tried to put it together, I was like, oh, I could go in this direction. Oh, I should talk about cults. Oh, I should talk about this. Oh. It could be its own platform, not platform, its own channel in and oh, of yeah, itself, just could, about religion. It could be someone's like, like there's got to be a channel. Maybe I'll do a collab. Maybe we'll reach out. To, to go back to the, the, the conversation about being in a library yes. and being able to look at different books. You got to read up on whatever and draw your own conclusions based on what's available to you. And the cool thing about the internet is there's everything available. Well, and I don't understand why people can't take ownership over their own mind and be like, I'm an intelligent individual. I can make my own decisions. It's like people instead are like, I am not intelligent and cannot make my own decisions. Therefore, I think this person should be shut down. I find that offensive. Yep. Take it out of the library. Yeah, which is so like, what are we burning books again? I think it's very <laughs> like poor. They Dr. are Seuss. burning books right I now, know, which Dr. is crazy. I'm like, I think that you should you? have. Mm-hmm. I think you should have access to one of the most hideous books that I can think of. I haven't read it, but I think it should be available so that you can judge it and say this dude's a wackadoodle. Hitler wrote Mein Kampf, right? And I don't Oh, even, I don't even know. This is his his stupid I think it's his manifesto book and whatever. Total bozo. Well, there's we a lot this. of weird books. What's the one but you about don't, being a murderer? There's one that everybody has. This. But, but you don't get rid of that book because you want to hold it up and say, look how ugly this is. And we can never do this again. This is. Well, if you don't learn from past, if you just erase a, it, then you have to learn it again. That's it. And so you want to have a record of how dumb. Yeah. People can be. and and But if you erase it, we could potentially go down that road again. And we don't want to go yeah, there. Yeah, we could repeat it. So you can't ban the books from the library because what's the saying if, if you don't learn from history or failed to repeat it or something yeah and you don't want to repeat grade nine because that is a boring <laughs> boring lesson grade 10 like uh finally got his grade 10 yeah ricky ricky from the trailer park well board. this but, is good coffee i tell you what well no but i i do i have a problem with that because i'm i'm able to read a, sh- a book like uh huck finn and know the era that it was written in and understand that some of the language in it isn't appropriate anymore. And people would not use that term or those words to describe people, but that doesn't take away from what the book's message overall is or what, why I think it was beneficial. The book is about not being racist. Mm -hmm. And yet because they use a term that is deemed racist, now you want to erase the book. This makes no sense to me. Like this is a a book about lesson intolerance. Yeah. Even just the other day I was watching intolerance, but, in in and space of tolerance, tolerance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i was watching an episode of sex in the city and people can love it or hate it and there's no judgment there and it's just it's a tv show so not everybody's gonna like it but i have to give credit to it because this came out in the late 90s early 2000s if you think of the time span for those essentially like it's six seasons but i don't know for how many years it, i think it was like seven years they wouldn't worth. have been able to write that show no but but what i'm getting at is the fact that at that time people weren't talking about sex they weren't talking about a woman's right to decide if she wants to have kids and get married and like what that could be like no No. one's talking about gay rights or the lgbt community there wasn't a ton of conversation about any of that and people can watch it because i was watching the episode i think it's like uh season four three or four and it's like boy girl boy girl is what it's called and it's when carrie dates a bisexual and they're just talking about it and it kind of makes her uncomfortable and it's not PC and it's not, it doesn't line up with my beliefs about the gay community. And one of her best friends, Stanford, from the very beginning is a gay uh, man. He just passed away. I know, very sad. Such a good actor. But there's like, you know, there's all the, these threads that run through the show and no one else was really doing anything to talk about that or to draw awareness or br- I guess bring awareness. Having a real conversation the way people really talked. Yeah. Maybe. And 
and I even though again like I said I don't agree with the way that it like what their sentiment is it's a conversation and you should be able to have those and just because it happened at a time when no one was I think is great because it started the conversation and it wasn't negative it's not like everything was negative or terrible but if we say those conversations can't be had and we have to forget about them then what do we have to start over do you know what I mean no I know that sounds silly but it's like I watch stuff like that. Even The Office couldn't have been written the way that it was written now. Which is unfortunate because what we're going down the path of, and it's not even happening slowly, it's happening rather quickly, mm-hmm. is censorship through self-censorship as mm-hmm. opposed to, because you're afraid of offending. We don't want to be canceled. Right. And and the, the internet can be so angry. People are super angry right now. Uh, yeah. The inmates are running the asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. But I watch I watch older shows these days, and I'm grateful for them because, like, because I'm I'm doing some React videos on the, the my Katie Morton channel, and there's so much there to talk about. What if Sex in the City was deemed so offensive that they started pulling the episodes that I buy the DVDs? I go old the, school. What if the DVDs were no longer available because? Well, that's like what happened to the Dr. Dr. Seuss Seuss book. They sold it on eBay and people were paying like $300 for it. They were so worried about the brand, the Dr. Seuss brand, Mm -hmm. that Dr. Seuss, they themselves, not the doctor, but the the estate, decided to stop publishing books that had been cherished for a very long time Mm -hmm. because they were deemed offensive, which rightfully they can be, they may be. But if we don't hold up that book and say, hey, we shouldn't have a caricature of a, a Chinese person. Yeah. Did they, would the, the, it was the term they used, like Chinaman or something? Or I think it was the way it was drawn, uh, oh, okay. as well as perhaps the language. But that aside, you don't just erase it because then you're going to repeat it. You, you say, how, what, what a different era that was. Mm-hmm. And this was a mistake. But you don't delete. Because mm-hmm. people want to, the, the way I, and, and I had an interesting conversation. This was like probably a month or two ago now with Jamila Jamil about cancel culture. And she made a good point. So let me draw it out for you. Sure. So we're just talking. I agree with you and the fact that we can't erase things because people for some reason want to, I don't know what it is about now, but people want to like dig up old things and shame you with it as if you can't ever make mistakes and learn. And that that's like shameful, which I think makes it's going to cause this backfire of people not learning because they don't feel free to ask questions and we don't even feel free to make mistakes because there's going to be a record and we're going to be shamed for the rest of our life for it. Okay. So those are my thoughts about that. So therefore, based on that information, I have always like felt that cancel culture is just bad altogether and I don't appreciate it and I wish it would go away and I think it's actually hindering our growth as individuals. And like you said, the self-censorship I think is is going to i don't know it it gives it takes away we take away our own voice so therefore there's no real conversations being had does that make sense it does but then but jamila's point which i do get but i would want to call it something different and what i mean by that is she was saying that cancel culture is a good thing because it allows people like harvey weinstein who could never have been reachable touchable you couldn't do anything to uh take him down if he did something to harm you just hold on this is her point and so cancel culture gives people a voice for that now my argument would be that's not cancel culture that's a legal problem and it gives voices to the victims 
which I don't believe is a cancel culture issue. I think that is a holding people accountable in social media gives us more power because there's power in numbers and we're able to connect more easily sure. and make more of a stink about it. And this is a little bit, uh, this is like adjacent. This isn't right online with what we're talking about, but I loved something that Heather Hying said on the Dark Horse podcast with her husband, Brett. And she said that, um, because we feel, I feel like everything like wants to push us apart and I really think we're very similar. And I liked that she said, you know, uh, democrat or republican or left or right or however you want to divvy things up it doesn't matter no matter where you live there's like people who disagree with you right she said i think all of us have the same goals in mind we just have a different idea of how to get there and i thought that was really great because if you can focus on the fact that we have the same goals in mind i want to be fed i need shelter yeah i need love these are three of the the major ones right well i think a lot of it has to do with like yeah i don't want to be attacked so i need to feel oh so protection yeah safety and protection um a roof over my head well it's like anyway it's like maslow's hierarchy of needs but long story short is if if we can focus instead of all the thing the different ways that we want to get there and instead focus on that we have the same goals i think things would be a lot better i just like that she said that i just want to put it out there so more people hear it because i was like oh yeah yeah and that is the truth i think i don't really think that people who differ in beliefs from me don't want the same things for themselves and their families i can't imagine it's just wild because it feels like there's a storm that's a Bruin mm-hmm. and people who typically I don't like wouldn't... the Bruins though. We only vote, we only root for the that's Canadians. Right. <laughs> there's a storm that's a Canadians. I'll be here all night folks. But there, there's something that's happening where we're even those who would not normally be involved in these conversations, yeah. you're no longer on the sidelines because it just seems like it's shown up on our doorstep and well, whether and that's like social media, whether it's canary in the coal mine in some respects, because you, to sit idly by and just let things happen that don't feel right or that don't don't move things forward just i don't know it feels dangerous danger <laughs> like canary in the coal mine you're like letting them know hey <coughs> does anyone else smell <coughs> i can't breathe <laughs> but anyway Fain. <laughs> that was our short film you're, you're welcome um I don't even know how we got into that. I don't know. But, it wasn't know. doom and gloom either. We had a, a nice discussion. We were able to articulate maybe a little bit better today than... Maybe. Maybe it's because earlier. Oh, little girl. She's been nippy nap. Oh, we got to roll to the other side. Okay. Our doggo is enjoying her deo. Yep. Um, Ready to go into some letters? I am. Sam, I am. Sam, I am. Sam, I am. Sam, I am. Down with the program. Green eggs and ham. Yosemite Sam. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember when Michael was going to get all the places? Oh, the places you'll go, but they were out. So you got him green, green eggs and ham. And he's like, this is pretty <laughs> much the same message. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, no. That's not Trying to find. Here we go. We have. Uh... You want to start with those? Yeah. Okay. Um, we have a speak pipe. Are you guys ready? We have a message from God. You got to talk to, you know, got to talk to those people. For, oh, it looks all new. SpeakPipe is updated. That's so fast. The volume may not be that high. I put it up already. I, it's not my first rodeo. Trying to side seat drive over here. Salut tout le monde. This is Father Zubik from Lestric. My sheeps asked me for a Catholic queen eating blog. I don't really know what is a blog, but maybe something like a blag. But I try to help my sheeps in this world the best way I can. The bishop is not really happy with me at the moment because of my Putin idea. So he said, stick to the book, Zubik. My best advice for healthy eating is don't drink too much of the mass wine. 
make sure you drink seven, eight glass of holy water every day. Go piss a lot also every day. <laughs> and fasting is good also. For example, we have a Lent, but maybe six weeks is a bit long. No, Also, all those are very healthy food. Jesus himself spent some time studying them in Gethsemane Garden just before he was arrested by the Romans. And remember, fresh fish is not just for Friday anymore. It is full of omega-3 things and is the healthy choice anytime. Okay, my sheep, till next time, remember to be kind and take good care of each other. Wise words, wise right. words from Father oh, Zbuk you know, from gotta, that circ. Got to take care of your health. Olives, omega-3s. <laughs> the fish. You know. Go easy on the holy wine. You know, just, just a couple wise glasses. Words. Wise, wise, wise words. <laughs> the bishop's not happy with him because of his radical putsin. Yeah, he wanted to, wanted to putsin. It's not healthy. Yeah. Shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Too funny. There was something I was going to say that I thought of when he was talking, but now I've, I've lost now it. Now I want olives. <laughs> it fell right out of my brain. Do you ever have that happen? Oh, all the time. I hate that. And I'm like, oh, it was a good thought and a funny idea. That's but, another one. Oh, it just dropped out. Okay. Thanks, Father Dibuk, for keeping us so you know, on the straight and, and narrow. And I think this is the reformation that all religions need. You need a radical priest who's not a violent radical, but someone who's thinking outside the box, mm. you know, um, and, and really just taking the old lessons, but applying them to Modernizing the Modernizing them? Yeah. Why do you have to have fish only on Fridays? Have it all week long if you want, you know? Well, couldn't you anyway? Couldn't you have fish anyway you wanted? It was just you couldn't have meat on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. Yeah. I don't know the rules. <laughs> I find... After reading about religions for a while, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on religion, too, if you want to send those into otdmpod at gmail.com. Pros and cons. Because reading through people's stories about religious trauma and then just reading about religion and what they call religious religion trauma syndrome or RTS, not everybody agrees with that state, that phrasing or that, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's not like like criteria, but like not everybody agrees with it. Who cares? I feel like everybody just wants to have their own thing and that's fine. So today I have coffee drinking syndrome. Mm-hmm. But after reading about it, I think the thing for me is that religion, for some reason, no matter any way I look at it, just seems to be a way to control people. And there's all these weird rules. Like people's letters were so shocking to me at the weird rules that their particular church had and things that they were expected to do. And if they didn't, then they were, it's not like they were shunned, but they were like not given access to the community as much. Like you're kind of cut off which is this weird it's control yeah it's really weird anyway what do you think let me know okay do as i say not as i do what was the phrase we were going to say for our religion i forget don't be a dickwad yeah but the first if you are f you there was another rule though and i forget i don't know i have to i have to make a list i have to keep these rules put it in a google doc (laughs) i was just seeing if our conversation would you know spark a little uh religion talk and it has a little bit but we i think we have to flame the fires a little bit so oh. we're gonna have to gather the books we don't like. Oh, put them in the put them bin. in the fire. <laughs> no. Oh no. yeah, yeah, no. That's People it. have a right to do and believe whatever they want. I just find it interesting. What a good book burning in front of the church is always a mm. you know. This is. Can we burn bras too, or no? That we're going the wrong direction. Sure. I don't like a bra. I don't like them either. Let's let's get rid ah, of them. All. Get rid of them. Yeah. I'm gonna burn burn some of your underwear. We can burn some underwear. <laughs> Probably should burn most of it. <laughs> that waistband's looking a little ratty. Ooh. Oh my God. I pulled out this old shirt that I love. I'm going to have to get it fixed, but you know, you're getting old when some of your favorite stuff, the, the stretchy band is like 
Oh, it's a little brittle. It's brittle. That's brittle band syndrome. Remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> remember that I, you probably don't, but on our first or second date, I wore this like white shirt and it had little bits of like ribbon that's kind of woven through it. It's like kind of a funky, I really love the shirt. Yeah. And then the back of it, it has like a stretchy band that like holds it. It's essentially, it's just like decoration, but it also holds the shirt kind of together and it's brittle. And I was like, oh no. We did live in a hundred plus degrees for quite some time. So you know, also uh, had no air conditioning. Maybe yeah, it's cooked almost that sort of stuff slowly. perishes pretty quickly. I think. But I think I'm going to go see if I can get it fixed. Really? Yeah, if they can put a new stretchy band in. I mean, it's just the stretchy band. They the should be able is, to. Yeah. Anyway, okay. This is from Chantel. Oh, hello, Chantel. Hello. Ça va bien? Um. Okay, so she was saying. So this is a, this is entitled. COVID trackers for student athletes shelved at Washington State High School. Oh, oh! Okay. So this isn't Chantal from uh, from France. It's Washington State. I think so. Yes. Okay. Says hello, Katie, Sean, and the OTDM family. Howdy doody. Hello. I was recently at the gym, and one of the TV screens had a news story. It's attached. She's attached the link, so oh, I can okay. put this below. About a high school using ankle monitors on student athletes. What? I noticed it was a Washington school and then noticed it was the school I went to. Yikes. Immediately, I felt shame and then realized that I'm at the gym and in California. So who the heck is going to know that I, oh, that I went to that school? Phew. She doesn't want to be associated. Uh, okay, okay. Guilty okay. by association. Right? Has anyone else been associated with not such a, with a not so good news story? Best wishes, Chantel. So the news story says they're putting COVID trackers on student athletes. What does that mean? What's a COVID tracker? It says that Washington State High School is shelving a program, so they're not doing it, right? After being shunned, probably for being idiots. Yeah, that would have required, so it didn't end up happening, but it would have required student athletes and coaches to wear tracking monitors to trace potential exposure to the coronavirus. How much of our personal information are we willing to give up? It's a slippery slope. Katie's been at the this pub for an hour and a half. I hope she's not having more than one beer. <gasps> hey, Shame. You know what? While we're at it, let's just take that data, put it in the cloud, and add it to Katie's rest of her packet of data. Right. And at some point, we can maybe, oh, you know what? The insurance company is very interested in that information. So let's sell that. Right. It says Eatonville High School in Eatonville, about 60 miles south of Seattle, planned on providing the devices or proximity monitors to athletes who participate in high contact and moderate indoor sports, including football. But during a school board meeting on Wednesday night, administrators said they would not use the devices following pushback from some parents. No shit, Sherlock. Well, now, to be fair, Mm -hmm. the idea for implementing a device like this is probably rooted in not let's get all the information and evil. It's probably like, hey, let's prevent disease from spreading. We don't want to get everybody sick. Yeah. But once you start putting ankle bracelets on kids to prevent, you see where we're going with this? It's it's dangerous. It, yeah. Well, well, it's it, you're it's eroding at your privacy. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's almost like after nine eleven when we had the Patriot Act, like we lost a lot of our privacy. Right. <laughs> What's wrong with me just snitching on myself by providing photos of where I'm at through Instagram? Everybody why does do you that. Have- <laughs> why do you have to follow me? But the thing that's kind of interesting is I even remember in school when I was in graduate school because nine eleven happened my senior year of high school. And when I went to school and all the way into graduate school, learning to be a therapist and my law and ethics professor 
was talking about all the confidentiality laws and all this stuff. And she's like, but if someone comes in and just says Patriot Act and hands you the slip of paper, you have to give them everything. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, chances of that I happening. I should use that. I should just write Ch- up a fake letter. Ch- Patriot Act, sorry, I got to find. Chances of that happening are very slim, but it's not none. Yeah. And, and we are taught in school to be like, well, then you have to give them all your files. Like you can't withhold anything and you can't like protect your patient's confidentiality, which is really weird. And fuck. Anyway, do you think when they planned nine eleven that they were like, because you know nine one one is our emergency services, right, mm-hmm. on the phone? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there was correlation there? And I'm not even being facetious. I'm like, all of a sudden, just dawned on me, like, oh, it's an emergency. You know, Cor- was that was there significance by choosing September eleventh? I don't even know. Oh, nine one one. Oh, this is the biggest emergency the states. I don't know, but conspiracy theorists are probably very interested in it. I don't have time for those conspiracy theories like that bombs were planted coincidences and stuff i don't yeah. know but anyway thanks Chantel. that's interesting and it's good to know and has anybody else been associated with a not so good news story did anybody else do that look up thing where you look up your birthday in florida is that what it was <laughs> yeah google here here's a fun exercise go to google right now mm-hmm. hello punch google. in your birth date and the word florida so and then it comes up with a news story and mine was something crazy oh yeah like, and then click the news tab yeah, click the news tab and then you find like the top news story. And mine was something about some guy, I don't know, in an alligator. I mean, it's the Florida. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. They like shot up a convenience store and then like. Bank got, robber escapes on ostrich. There's really skydives out do the back right, of the plane. I'll do mine right now just because it's about to come. My birthday is about to be here. And, okay. Um, Florida. Everybody did this. This is like a long time ago, but it's it's funny. Okay, news. Um, oh, there's too much stuff. I didn't do it right. I'll have to do it later. Anyways, but it's always funny because they're like ridiculous stories and it really cracks me up. Funny things. News. Things that are associated with you and news. So Chantel is asking, have you ever been associated with a not so good news story? Please send in your stories. Okay. We have another speak pipe. Are we ready? Oh, this is from one of our uh, original staff writers. Yes, yes, yes. What rhymes might do. Thank you, my guest, Christopher. And finally, I managed to record that funny little riff. I love it. Which there is more song to it. I'm working on it with my band. Nice. Greetings from Austria with some very complicated words like Donaldamschifatsgesellschaftskapitän. No, you try. Bye. Oh, no. Can I buy the letter E? Can, can you re- can you repeat repeat it? I'm having a hard time. Over. Okay, we have a follow up. <laughs> oh, and I forgot. My dogs send greetings to Roxy. <laughs> She's such a cute little pup. Very nice, funny face. Hope you have fun with her. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So good to hear from you, Christoph. You should have got a speak pipe from uh, from your dogs, Christoph. Oh <laughs> yeah. What's that? I wonder if they would sound like Austrian barks. I know. Do they have an accent? I don't know. Do cats in France meow differently? Le meow. Le meow. <laughs> Fuck off. 
<laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the jingle, Christoph. Jeez, I like that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that you were going to follow through on your promise. But uh, I am very excited to hear that. Are they ever? Everybody follows through. Yeah. Can you do me a favor when you have finished? No. <laughs> What's your request? I'm just kidding. I know. Shot down in flames. If <laughs> Christoph, if you could send that in once you've um, finished what you're just saying with the, with the band. If you could uh, record it not through SpeakPipe, because obviously that that compresses it. Mm. But um, oh yeah, send just, you an actual MP4 or something. Yeah, if you have like a, a mic uh, in the recording, you I'm know, sure it is. Uh, yeah, exactly. Way to record I mean, it. Yeah, a man does not gather 17 million axes and uh, amps without having one microphone. So send it in when you're ready, because I dig that, and yeah, I like too. that it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it had kind of a a twang to it as well, like a southwestern. It was like hard rock and there was like a southwestern twang in there and i like that so Ooh, la, la. yeah Great. yeah oh my god i actually what's the name of christoph's band i don't know if we know have you told us i'm sorry if we forgot i know that they're what was the was it christoph's band or his friends no it's that funny name do you remember the murder Wade. hobos yes that was not christoph no but that was someone else and that was was it their friend's band or was it their band? I was, he was part of that band. And then I was made an honorary member. Remember they sent in, oh. but by, I think by episode 12, they stopped listening. They're like, <laughs> they're like, you guys, yep. this yeah. is just dragging on. Maybe they're still listening. I don't know. Are you murder hobos? Let us know in the comments. Um, what was I going to say? Man, my brain keeps dropping the ball. It's tired. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I received messages <gasps> from the great beyond. Oh, <gasps> No, it's not spooky like that. No. Um, from Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten about it, actually. And since we're on the topic of coffee and needing to have a little... Yeah, because I've been tired. I think it's just because Roxy Girl wakes up early. Yes. And we've also had early appointments because we're trying to get all our doctor stuff set up. And we're like morning people now, but I'm not. I have I, something I exciting to share with you. What? Are you ready? Maybe. Drum roll, please. We have confirmation yeah. that zuzi the spiked <gasps> coffee brand yes. they've reached back out <clears throat> if you remember on a previous episode Yay. i had a couple of cans because we would run into uh, uh, oscar oscar mm-hmm. at the total wines and more no yes total wine and more right and he was Which selling is like the his... costco of booze and you go around make sure you ate before you go because they want to have you try everything right and there was a nice gentleman who was like hey would you like to try this coffee i was like uh we're you know it's early in the morning he's like yeah but it's spiked coffee and anyways we tried it it was lovely. Found out he was the owner of mm-hmm. the company. Yeah, and we talked about it on the podcast randomly because you were trying it. And I was like, oh, it's a little sweet for me, blah, blah, blah. And then he found our podcast because he was looking <laughs> for Austin podcast. And then he found, anyways, fantastic little story. Small world. But I forgot about it because, you know, like. Well, he said on. he would send us some or something. And we were like, oh, that's amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah, we were just talking about because we liked the, the coffee. But yeah. you thought it was too sweet. A little too sweet. Right. Uh, well, he sent me a message on Instagram saying that Zuzi Spiked Coffee has new flavors out and he wants to send us some. Woo woo. So I'm all excited. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I wish them the best again because I thought it was an excellent flavor. You thought it was slightly too sweet. But they it's a good flavor. It wasn't bad. Right. And they have new ones coming out that are less sweet. Yes. And it is an Austin company. I'm very yeah. excited and to it's support. Cold brew. It's cold brew based. Right. Cool fefe. It was delicious. Delicious. And it's also cool because it's a husband and wife. They're local. We just... We were like, yep. go get them, do it. 
Yeah. So anyways, we'll uh, we'll let you know. It should be on the show, I don't know, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I guess I should answer his message. I didn't answer it. Sean's terrible at that. No, Sean's just <laughs> terrible. That's the funny thing. I am. You're not a, a phone person, really. You... You don't like to call and don't like to text. Neither of us do. I'm not really a phone person either. When I'm away from home, we don't really talk that much because, I mean, we'll talk, but like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a teenager. I don't really have that much to tell you. You know everything. God. As a teenager in the 80s, you could be on the phone for literally Hours. like- Oh my goodness. And Hours. Then when, then when you're able to patch in other people into your phone call- Yeah, the call, three-way phone call. Oh my God. Or you could- uh, press the number, I think it was star, star 69 six, was to block, star mm -hmm. 67 was to find out or to call, call the last back. number. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were all these little little yeah. hacks, phone yeah. hacks. So before, before you had caller ID, that was a big thing. And then obviously before cell phones, but like there were these levels of phones. And then you'd have the cord to your to the phone, you bring it into your room or you'd go oh, like- Oh no, into the, I could not. Mm -mm. Right. Mm -mm. But then- Cordless phones. If you remember- along came wireless cordless phones, yes, cordless phones and they had the antenna that you could unscrew and screw back in oh and, yeah we had that but one. then they they had like better bands you mm -hmm. know like uh, 2.4 or whatever hertz you know yeah and then panasonic panasonic came along and made like the ultimate it looked so sleek it was so much better than the I don't Big, know, whatever clunky, that white. Whatever. We had yeah, the white or the gray one or yeah, whatever we had. Yeah, but Panasonic was black and you're like, mm -hmm. ooh, this is so So chic. So chic. chic. Yeah. Um that's funny. But I was thinking back to Christoph and the Grinds My Gears song. Yeah. My what friend, grinds my coffee gears. <laughs> my friend Kale put on her Instagram. I love when people ask like fun questions that I want to see the answers to. Like Kale and Lindsay, who have this amazing podcast you could check you should check out called Coffee Combos. I've been on it a few times. They're wonderful. I love them. And Lindsay months and months ago asked people on Instagram to share a secret. And so she posts them where he doesn't share their name, just shares their answers. Ooh, I like and that. it's really fun to walk. You're like, Oh my God. My sister sent me a book mm -hmm. that was that she did. So was it called post secrets or something like that? Yeah. But then kale the other day made me think of grinds my gears in this podcast because she was like, what's your biggest pet peeve? And then people answered and she was like, yes, me too. Or she's like, Oh, I hadn't thought about this one or whatever. And then she, somebody, I, I like responded cause I was like, Oh my God. Yes. And she was like, somebody posted and said, when you hit all the red lights, when you're in a hurry and all the green lights, when you got plenty of time. And I was like, I know. Rah. Anyway, and then Kale's biggest pet peeve is when people, and I hadn't even thought of this because no one in my life really says this, but she's like, when people address women when they know their name as females, like the females, it's it's a thing people do. I don't get it. Instead of acknowledging that you're like a person and you have a name and they'll be like the female, like, oh, my female needs me to do, it's like saying my woman. Hmm. Anyway, she's like, no woman, no cry. But she's like, I don't like that. I don't like it. She okay. doesn't feel like it's like demeaning or something. Mm. I was like, that's fair. Yeah. If someone said the male in the group. Yeah. Be or like, like, it'd be like me saying like, oh, my man, he's making me, I don't know. It just doesn't feel very, just a little dismissive, a little distance, a little I think weird. It's the way you use it yeah. certainly can be framed incorrectly. Yeah. Cancel anyway. it. No more penises. <laughs> Stick it in a light socket. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to Carolyn's letter. Are we ready? Yeah, sure. <laughs> this one you know. is entitled Disc Golf. Oh, I'm excited. My favorite sport and why I love it. Oh, cool. Remember? Because we were talking about how we don't understand Frisbee golf. At disc first, golf. I distrust everything. Then I slowly warm to it. So disc golf, I've given it some consideration mm -hmm. since we mocked it openly. Yeah. Um, and we probably lost fans over that. But, or oh. not fans, but listeners. 
You think seriously people are oh that butthurt? Oh my God, I got so many hate letters you about either. it. Okay, I'm moving on. Because he's making a joke. It says, hi, Katie and Sean. Hi, Carolyn. Voila. My name is Carolyn, and I am a longtime listener to OT- OTDM and Katie's channel. And you've provided so much knowledge, laughs, hope, and inspiration to me. So thank you for all that you do. Of course, we're happy to do it. I just listened to OTDM number 78 and wanted to tell you about disc golf. Often also called frisbee golf, as it is my favorite outdoor activity and has changed my life for the better, and I can't imagine my life without it. I've always loved the outdoors, hiking and running and enjoyed individual sports, um, and not so much team sports. After college, running had less appeal to me, and my anxiety made it harder to run because once my heart rate got up, after Mm. about 20 minutes, my body go into panic mode for seemingly no reason. We can trigger that ourselves. It's like um, one of my patients back in the day being in hot spaces like where you can't you know when you're like in a uh we've we've been in these situations we're in a restaurant and the air conditioning's not working and you're like kind of sweating it's uncomfortable and but you like you know you're there or you're like sitting outside and the sun is on you you just can't get out those hot like having their temperature rise would push them into a panic attack for sure I so there can be some things that like do that for you i discovered disc golf in 2015 as i had one disc gifted from a friend and and the house I moved to was two miles from a disc golf course. Very cool. I played one day and it was love at first throw. Cheesy, I know. But literally disc golf changed my life. It was the perfect combination of exploring outside, but having the safety and security of having a trail or a course to follow. Yeah, yeah. The fun of the game to play, the fun of a game to play, and a way to slow down and truly enjoy nature. Most importantly... It introduced me to an entire supportive community of disc golf players and friends with casual group play and tournament settings all over my region. That's what it's all about is is community, whatever you mm -hmm. get into. And if you can combine your love of being outdoors, especially now being outdoors is safer. So I think that's wonderful. So So they haven't traveled too far away just for disc golf because there's plenty in her backyard. It's also something you can play by yourself and it gives me time to release stress that has built up in my body and just time to challenge myself to think about whatever's on my mind. I've played with people from all walks of life. I've played with people 20 years older than me and 40 years older than me and 10 years younger than me, all types of lifestyles and careers. It's such an accessible sport. All you need is a disc. It has been a sport for several decades and has grown more and more, especially in the past couple of years. During COVID, when distance was important, but parks um, were open, many people came to, into the sport. Are we ready to learn more? About the sport? Yeah, I, although I'm wondering, is it is it popular where you live? Have you heard of it? Not you, yeah. particularly, mm-hmm. but... Because uh, I don't know anything about it, but... I I've just started the, seeing it here courses. in Austin. I thought it was because Austin is quirky, but I wonder how big, how rapidly it's growing. Yeah. I love seeing a sport explode. I don't know if she tells us where she is. Mm. No, I don't think so, but... but Hey, I'm I'm down for it, and that's one of the things. One of the reasons why I really like golf is I love a good golf course. Now, a municipal golf course kind of blows because you're, but it's kind of fun because it's a big grassy park in a city. True, but I, I really like an out. A we have golf, golf course. courses here, don't we? Oh, certainly. And one of my favorite golf courses because I haven't played that many, but when I lived in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. I played some. I shot a hole in one, but that's a story for another day. And I am a horrendous golfer. I've oh, never really? broken 100 in my life. I'll tell that story some other podcast. Is that like bowling? Is 100 like? Well, uh, if you're a good golfer, you should be under 100. And I'm okay. terrible. If you're a good bowler, you should be over 100. I have no idea. I think so. Yeah. But uh, New Hampshire, you get to see what New Hampshire looks like as a backdrop next to a golf mm-hmm. course, right? Uh, when I lived in Jasper, that golf course was 
Oh. You golfed in Scotland too. I did. With, I did with Sarah's dad. Yeah, and I he was my I consider him my my coach. Mm-hmm. You know because he was Scottish. He loved golf. God, that guy was addicted. He huh? was so into it. Yeah, like he, he if was. If we lived nearby, you'd probably golf with him all the time. Oh, for sure. He was so even keeled. I know. And then so the mellow. second you mentioned golf, man, he had that spark in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he had a Scottish accent, which I thought was weird. <laughs> But uh, so maybe did because, I after I played a round of golf. I was like, you know, really into it. Maybe because he was in Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The bull's quite spherical yet pointy and bats, you know. That's the only thing you ever say I know, in that's Scottish accent. <laughs> uh, however, mm-hmm. I have not golfed in Austin yet. But maybe instead of golfing, we do a round of the, the Frisbee. Mm. I don't know. I'm not very good at throwing a Frisbee. Let's read more. Okay. Okay. It says the disc that you use in disc golf is different from a regular Frisbee. It's smaller, often heavier, and there are so many varieties within molds of the rim, different types of plastics, weights, and manufacturers, each with different stamps on the face of the disc with the name pictures, custom stamps for particular events, players, art, and designs for that mold. Hmm. Wow. Makes sense. I wonder if, are there like regulations? I'd assume there have to be. I know, you know, like how if you uh, play baseball with a wooden bat, which is standard issue, but then they have spiked bats, right? Where they, they drill a hole and fill it full of uh, uh, super balls. Oh, uh-uh, I didn't know. you never seen a corked bat before? Oh. I've heard the term, but I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know it was, sup- it was like the super ball stuff. I thought it was cork. Well, was I would assume bat. they first started corking bats with cork. But then you <laughs> now move on to- they start corking them with different things that aren't cork? Well, because super balls, you so know- So they like super they, ball that they bat. They grind it up. Super they- ball that bat. Right. <laughs> doesn't really work out but you know i wonder if there are spiked discs like is there an illegal disc you know like that thing has a little turbo well maybe we'll learn let's keep reading yeah um says they have different flight paths some that are more straight flying some that curve to the left or to the right some that go straight and then hook at the left at the end of the flight so much variety also discs that are best for driving up the t-pad Driving off the tee pad? Oh, okay. so like your first throw, mm-hmm. driving off the tee pad. So going for distance, maybe? Mid-range discs. It's almost like in golf, you change your... your Club? Club. I was like, mm-hmm. what's the word? Yeah, your driver to your iron. To yeah, your... to your putter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I drive with the putter. <laughs> I put with the driver. <laughs> I take the big one out. <laughs> Katie, what are you doing? Ah, it's Thank easier you. to hit. Boom. Look how big that club face is. Can't miss it. Yeah. Okay. Is mid-range a disc- wedge, a sand wedge. What are we doing? Here? Oh yeah, there's lots. Mid-range discs for more medium-length throws and putters that are less aerodynamic and used for that final putt into the basket. That's interesting. With the ver- variety of discs for various types of throws and situations you encounter, many players carry a special, a specialty or a specially designed backpack that can hold up to twenty discs and That's water bottles. How do you hold your quiver or whatever it's called of of discs? Yeah. And, and then do you have? not an accomplice but like your your caddy uh, you know your your disc man yeah, your so disc man your disc woman your disc well, person so players carry the backpack so right but i mean if you're really if you're fancy, fancy you have someone wearing your someone backpack, else and they're, they're they consulting like rolling? i think you should go with the three disc here go with the curvy wavy lefty hey, righty in, in in golf though they say that like your caddy is like you're right like you're really your right hand man like he's he or they she know is the, the one that yeah knows the course best and like they do all this research for you and like you he know, just looks you're pretty. a team. Yeah, you look pretty. You do all the actual the, heavy lifting, but I'll tell you what I know. Mm-hmm. Mm. The grass goes like this up and down. No left. one knows, but there's a lump over there. There's a divot. <gasps> okay. And I um, wonder if your disc person is like. You're going to regret that. Feels the feet. air. 
Uh-huh. It's it's a little warm. Go with the three disc. Mm. <laughs> throw the three disc. Sl- slobbered all over you. Grabs a little bit of grass and throws it in the air. Mm-hmm. Comes down. They have a humidifier, like, like this, like little uh, barometer. Barometer, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's very. You spin it around. Is that how a barometer works? Uh-huh. Yeah, you spin it around in the air. Wait, is this for real? I think so. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Calling all scientists. <laughs> is Katie bullshitting Sue me? or Ben? <laughs> I thought it was something that spun, that you spun in the air. No, I think a barometer just, just measures the pressure difference between two things in That's, a tube. Okay, and okay. Then... <laughs> okay let's move back. So let's bring it back to disc golf. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they wear the backpack. And other supplies that you might want to pack away for a few hours on a course. So water, maybe a snack. I don't know. Sensible. Something. You start off on the tee pad, a concrete rectangle, maybe about 10 feet long. Some courses don't have concrete, but just a marked spot that may be dirt or another material. There is a certain technique for throwing. It's hard to describe, but there are plenty of YouTube tutorials about disc golf. Oh, about disc golf technique. Where your disc lands is where you stand to throw the next shot. Makes sense. That makes sense. I wonder if there's like disc golf cheaters out there that like, you know. Do you leave your disc flat or is it like golf where you pick it up and put your little thing in? Right. I wonder about that too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Some courses have rules about out of bounds. Relief for your stance if you land in a creek and stuff like that. The hole is completed when you throw the disc into the basket, a metal pole that has a circular rim with chains hanging down and a metal basket structure below the chains. It's that's a basketball what I, hoop, right? That's what I've seen forever and never really understood. But it's not really a hoop. I mean, it is a hoop over top, but you're trying to, you want to hit the chains and have it fall into the basket. I wonder if the chains get, you know, jack up your discus or if there's a, oh no, there's a special disc for, for the chains. Yeah, for your putting. Right. I'd assume. Okay, so hold on. Let's let's keep reading. The chains help catch your disc and let it fall into the basket. Sometimes you skim the chains or get a spit out of the chains. Probably like, it's like when you're playing basketball and you think it's going to go and it's like, and you're like, damn. Each hole has a par, like in golf. And you try to get from the tee to the pin within that number of shots. Yep. Obstacles on the course come into play and make it very interesting, like narrow fairways where you try to avoid trees, discs hitting trees and getting kicked off. Sometimes you get uh, tree love and it kicks off in your favor. Other times it may kick off and go in the opposite direction that you want. You just never know. May the trees always be in your favor. Okay. Wide open spaces where power over accuracy can help you get further down the fairway. Gotcha. So there's all these different kinds of obstacles, hills and curves in the woods, uh, man-made obstacles and every course is different. I have played over 70 courses across several states over the Jeez. past six years that I have played. I've met some of my favorite professional players and yes, there are professionals and worldwide tournaments and sponsorship deals and it's a lot bigger than you may think. It, it seems like it. Um, just recently that there has been more coverage on ESPN versus it usually just having coverage on YouTube. Oh, interesting. That's good. I hope I could teach you a little here about my favorite sport and how it is so much fun and a challenge and has adventure. It is so worth checking out. This is love you guys, Carolyn. Thanks, hey, Carolyn. Carolyn. That's so interesting. That's fantastic. I had no idea. The technique. I was never mm-hmm. good at Frisbee. Yeah. But I did grow up at the tail end of the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. I was a kid in, well, I was born in 75. So yeah. I remember early in my childhood when the frisbee was because it's like frisbee a frisbee is popular but it was like a, a and i 
I could be wrong. It could have been popular in like the 50s and 40s, but I think it was really popular in the 60s. With the, That's like the hacky sacks of the 90s. Yeah. But I remember my uncle having like a puka chain necklace and oh. like long hair, kind of like the Which movie. uncle? Kai. Oh, Kai. Kai. Yeah, Kai St. Louis. And Kai and his buddy Fabien. You met Fabien. Uh-huh. Okay. Kai and Fab were out in the front lawn. And I remember having like a bag full of sip sacks from Peretz. Peretz's. You guys, okay, so let's just pause. Sip sacks are, I don't know what it is, but any other Americans out there, when you go to a foreign country, why do they put everything in sacks? Because it's cheaper. But it's just such a weird, not not an American thing in many ways, like milk in a bag. Like I've talked about this, how I thought I'd cut the smallest hole, like what you'd want. And your sister was like, wow, that's like gonna be crazy, but we'll be okay. And I was like, oh, I don't understand this whole milk bag situation. <laughs> I think also when it comes to waste, when you're done with the, the container, it's oh, not it's a bulky so, container. It's so much better probably for the environment or whatever, you know, I, I think it was better, but I remember particular in particular going to Costa Rica and all sorts of stuff being in bags. They and put everything in a bag, juice right? They and give milk. you a straw with a plastic it's bag. Weird. And so that's the sip sack. Yeah. Is it like a Capri Sun? Did it have a hole that you poke? It didn't have a hole. It looked like a... Did they put it together in the store? See that clear plastic mm-hmm. bag right there? It was like that, but about like this. Okay. And about that tall. Okay. And I think you get them for like two cents at the time. For you guys listening, he's, he did, he put his hands out maybe, let's say six to eight inches long like a long like horizontally and up maybe three or four inches yeah and then you get a little bag of uh straws they they came separately so and they had different flavors like but the flavor it, but blue so the, sip sack, the flavor how, red. how'd you get your straw in it did you just poke a hole through yeah, yeah, a certain yeah. spot yeah yeah wherever you wanted to and it's, then how do was, you hold it without all the stuff falling out in your hand like this? And, or you hold it by a corner and like the you know the gravity holds the liquid down so you oh, put okay. the straw through the top okay you know you you learn after one or two mistakes well that's like capri sun yeah sometimes you like it was just thinner and clear it, and then you break your your straw and you're like fuck yeah that's the worst <laughs> but all the cool kids would flip it upside down and jam it in the oh bottom. shit i had a bad strike i lost my straw what am i gonna do you're gonna chew a hole in the bag and you're gonna well yeah yeah so anyway, but you used sorry, to go continue. to the store as a as a young hummingbird mm-hmm. in quebec you Need know your, your sugar fix yeah you you maybe get like i don't know 40 cents from from your parents you'd scrounge it up you'd find a quarter and a yeah, nickel or, or you'd return a pop bottle and get the crv for it oh you know? wow really yeah, so yeah. scrappy and then my dad had a change like you'd get some candy receptacle because you want the hard candy and then you want the liquid candy You'd get the sip sack mm-hmm. and that would get you, you know, mainline that juice, that sweet, <laughs> sweet sugar blue flavor or orange flavor. Blue raspberry. No, no, no. They didn't even. Oh, they, it, was it was just, just like orange blue, and blue or orange, red. Red. I think there <laughs> was a like, yellow. And your lips and your tongue turned completely the color. There was a green, I believe. And that one, I did not like it as much. Green Probably flavor lime. was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think don't so. like lime. Yeah. I don't like cherry or lime. I always like orange. If no, cherry would pick. be too advanced. This was like standard blue red <laughs> but red is cherry <laughs> but red would get me fucking ripped right because i think it had red dye number it, that you're allergic to that gets sean all cracked so out so not only was i mainlining sugar but i was having a chemical reaction man <laughs> i was the fastest reaction. kid i i could focus mm-hmm. for like two seconds and it was the best two seconds ever and then i would like explode on my skin i used and, to love penny candies that's what yeah. we would get penny candies down at the store so there i was uh i think pj was there and we were watching um, Kai and mm-hmm. Fab, mm-hmm. Uh, Fabien. They were outside dressed like kids from 
dazed and confused the movie oh, you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the late mm-hmm. 70s or early 80s and they're playing frisbee and man i remember they were really good you know in hindsight but they could probably really just good. pass to each other and you're like wow i was like that's such awesome control. and <laughs> i was like i want to play i want to play i want to play you like threw it on the roof yeah i fucking chucked it and it went in the street and it skids along the asphalt you know and you're like it just sucked the fun out of it you know they're like yeah. okay back. okay okay <laughs> yeah. little buddy because yeah. <laughs> guys how much older than you like eight years or so no he's i think more like 12 okay but still like yeah. somewhere yeah you were just like a little kid yeah it was pretty funny that's right? really funny oh my god i have some good news so i know uh, you guys have been waiting with bated breath to learn about whether or not we have the schwann's man here in texas and i am happy to report that we do the other day i was driving back from my doctor's appointment and we're all healthy and fine it was just getting our physicals and stuff like that and i saw the schwann's man and i got home and i was like oh my god sean the schwann's man is here is the food i'd assume it's super processed or is it healthy i think it's in between what i wouldn't give for a bagel dog right now i tell you what i don't think that's healthy it sounds delicious though. it's not a dog nor is it a bagel it's a hot dog wrapped in everything bagel and they wrap the bagel around yeah is it kosher that's yes. what i'd like to know is I think it so Oh. I believe so. Kosher hot dogs are the best. Nathan's. Nathan's hot dogs Ooh, are good. Baby. Super tasty. Yeah. yeah. I do I do think that eating kosher or halal, mm-hmm. which is the same, same thing, thing. Yeah. although they don't get along, I don't think, but kosher and halal are same. the same thing. It's just a cleaner form of processing the meat, blessing it. You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But more about how it's processed and, it, you know, if the yeah. animal is ethically treated. I remember when um, I used to be a sales rep and we go to certain events, I had a one of my my manager was actually uh kosher well not necessarily always i don't know if it's just high I'm kosher ho- just for the halal of it well i don't know if it, i don't know if it's just high holidays that she would be kosher but either way she would do kosher stuff sometimes and my partner she would do it too because she was like they have better food they get the better food i want to i'm gonna go kosher right remember you went kosher on the plane once and you were like oh it wasn't very good i know i like to experiment with you know the airplane meals because you know they'll always ask and when we were i was like yeah but sean forgets and i forget too when you buy the ticket you tell them if there's an if you're vegetarian or whatever if you're flying uh internationally and they offer food and sean was like yeah tell them i'm you know kosher or whatever and my meal was definitely way better than yours yeah. so it was a bummer but anyway the schwann's man i'm excited and i'm gonna try to order some stuff just just because cool. i want to mix it up god we're so bored of everything we eat now I know they invented a new food yet first world problems right but at the same time you're like can i have a chicken thigh any other way than the only two ways barbecued pressure cooker oven i know salad chicken salad style no but you got to play it risky (laughs) i like put it fast and loose with salmonella (laughs) you got to just small pieces to build up your tolerance to the salmon and ella just a little bit ella ella okay (laughs) Let's move on to Pauline's letter. Oh, I love the name Pauline. My aunt Pauline. It's, it's just it's a cute name. Okay. This is entitled, It's About Hair, But Actually Sean Can Participate. Ooh. Don't worry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It says, OTDM family. Hi. Hi, Pauline. Hello. Do you ever think about that weirdo who wanted to start a sect like last month? Well, I do. That was me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's like, going on? Wait. But today... I am coming back. Remember, we we're going to start the religion. Yes. I didn't forget. But today I'm coming back with a completely different mindset. As for now, I don't think I plan on selling anything. Okay. Yet. We'll wait. But let's Gotta get give right away into for the. for free at first. Draw them in. And then you go with, you know, the merch. Is that how it works? Okay. 
But let's get right into the important topic here. I know Sean mentioned that he wanted to have funny hairstyle stories on the pod, but I think I can do better with making both of you and the non-French OTDM lovers acquainted with this beautiful French trend specific to hairdressers. Having a pun or play on word in the name of their salon. Oh, so they have a a pun or, or play on word in the name of their salon in French. Okay. That's the thing. Okay. There's even a French blog that compiles or used to compile photographs of salons. Some journalists have tried to make sense of the phenomenon before. I even found an article saying that the union of hairdressers has had to stop rumors, according to which hairdressers would receive marketing classes specifically for choosing names. Was it during an inter hair view? (laughs) Wink, wink. Here's a sample of some of the most translatable ones I could find. Beau de l'air, l'air, Baudelaire, but also basically means nice hair. Yeah. I'm probably butchering. You should read No, this. no, go ahead. You're fine. Oh, okay. The next one is manadager. Manadager means manager. It's like manager. <laughs> and one I very much love, but is hard to translate, foudre trifère. Foudre. Foudre trifère. Okay. Here you have the use of hair, obviously. But also a French slang for hair in French, tiff. And the whole sentence basically means you have to get used to it. Oh, you'll have to get used to it. Implied, I messed up, but that's what you get. Yeah, faut dire. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean, yeah, messed up your, but get used to it? Uh, well, it's play on words. Oh, see, it's like hard in another language. I'm like, what, what, wait, <laughs> huh? I'm like, hair, hair. It says hair, faut hair. Is, I think if I'm... If I'm right, Fautra would be like, uh, you have to. Yeah, because she's so, like, you'll have to get used to it. It's yeah. implied like, I messed up, it's what you get. Yeah. It's funny, who would go to a salon like that? <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Life is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what your hair is going to look like when you come out. Anyway, that's all for me now. And I hope I haven't been too rambly already. Not no. at all. Hey. I just butchered all those words as per usual. I'm also curious about what you guys would name your salons. Ooh. Hmm. 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 I'll have to think about it. Would you rather hair on the side of caution <laughs> or would you shoot bangs bangs? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think shoot bangs bangs is pretty good. I know. I was trying to think of like a funny one, like like with using perm or something, like it's permanent. Oh. <laughs> it's been so long since it's been the hair game. I don't know. It's been so long. A non-Francophone visiting France would totally miss a chance of truly appreciating the country that we are. I agree. So now you know. You're part of the selected fews who know. I love your podcast. Keep rocking, Pauline. This is awesome. I have to think about what I would call my salon. Maybe it would be something. Remember we had that one place that was called Sichua that was like a blow dry bar? And you're like, it just means to dry, right? People love French language in America. Sech is, is dry, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Sec. It was S-E-C-H-O-I-R, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would call it. It's a very good question. Mm. Well, mm. exercise in futility for me. Chitty, chitty, bangs, bangs. <laughs> I know, you have a little chit chat. Yeah, it could, it could be that. <sighs> Bang them not so high. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It's Maybe, a uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a great 
Well, it doesn't matter. Anyways, okay. So great letter. Um, we love hearing from people in France because we have a mm-hmm. we're, we're uh, francophiles. We collect them. We do. We do yeah. collect all millions. I, know. I don't know. Um, I was trying to think of something with T's in it. T's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still thinking of salon names. Oh, you tease your hair. I was trying to think of fun words like it's a tease hair. Foil it about it. Like forget about it. Like oh, yeah. foil. Um, I got to workshop that one. Okay, I'm still thinking. Okay. Anyways, let's move on to another letter. And this is by Katie. Bye, Pauline. We'll see you again next time. Katie with a D. Thanks for coming through. Hi, Katie. But Katie with a D. K-A-D-Y. We should have like a little chime bell like when we walk through a door. Next. Okay. And it's it's called, it's entitled, Aren't We All Living Connected? Question mark. And how much time do we have? Do we have enough for another letter? Yeah. Okay. It says, Hello, fellow podcasters, Katie and Sean, and OTDM listeners and crew. Katie here. It's Katie with a D. I left you hanging on the edge of your seat in suspense (laughs) of what my podcast was called. Back on episode 75, my podcast is called Living Connected, and it's based around NVC, nonviolent communication. NVC is a structured way of communicating that uses observations, feelings, needs, and requests without judging, blaming, or criticizing others. And that's the short version. Okay. Shouldn't that be all communication? Depends on if you want to communicate violently. <laughs> Listen here, you asshat. Stop being a jerk. You sons of bitches. We're going to go to war with you. God damn it. You know, okay. like uh, sometimes, like most times, you should be really nice and you should communicate nonviolently. But mm-hmm. in certain instances... Mm-hmm. Instances, uh, instances. You you may have to use you know the violence, which is never encouraged, but sometimes necessary. Yeah, mm, Second okay. World War was necessary. Okay, let's. Why was that even? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right. Well, okay. I was just thinking what what you know why you should have very very infrequently should you go to war. That's not at all what we're talking about. Jesus Christ! I'm just gonna stop him right there. Okay, moving right along. Yeah, yeah I'm just. Because I haven't gone to the pit of despair yet. I'm like, and we haven't gone out to dinner or gone out of the house recently. I think we need to do that. I think I'm getting a little, you're getting a little weird. You're getting a little strange. Don't get strange. Okay. <laughs> going back to Katie with a D. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go says, ahead, Katie. Though there is a way to speak in street giraffe so it doesn't sound so mechanical. What does that mean? Street giraffe is when you use everyday language to connect in a less of an NVC form. What? I'm curious, Katie or Sean, do you know of the strategy of communicating with others? I do not. Do you know? No, but is this getting weird? Like, you know how people are into pirate speak? Remember that one time we were in that restaurant and they, it was like international pirate day and those idiots were doing, no offense if you're into the pirate thing. (laughs) When I say idiots, I mean, I I don't really mean idiots, but it was so strange because I never, yeah, we're like, what? I never encountered pirates. Remember when Dwight walks by and says parlay? In 20 minutes or whatever and creed's like she and she goes parlay and creed's like he means meat it's pirate speak and she's like what he goes uh and then she said what is it i forget she asked him something else like another word or whatever he's like i don't speak it i only understand it (laughs) as if it's like a foreign language right because there is like a and i think it comes from portland you know where it's kind of kooky it's probably here in austin too probably here in austin but where people speak pirate so is speaking giraffe there was a girl that just like and again i was not trying to offend you if you're a pirate so when i went to seattle central community college for that short period of time like my sophomore year of college there was a girl there that worked at the jamba juice with me because i worked at the jamba juice at uh what was it called university square i think and anyway 
her and her boyfriend were into pirate speak and he worked at the olive garden and Gotta i guess spicy so this is all i'm just telling you as many facts as are coming up in my memory as i'm recalling like this is live recall her boyfriend worked at the olive garden because we're all like what 20 21 and not there's anything wrong with working the olive garden but i'm clearly working at jamba juice we're just and she was like in the olive garden that's why i said that at the olive garden all the servers there are really into pirate speak and they use it so that no one will really understand what they're saying when they're working and i was like oh, what if a like, pirate comes in that's like my brother and i when we use pig latin when we were growing up right i got so quick at that for a while but i don't even know if i can do it anymore <laughs> what you don't did you not speak pig latin as a kid no i i what I, a could, dork. I could understand You're it but i couldn't speak it <laughs> but honestly who Igpe Atenle? You didn't? Uh, Ixpe? It's coming back. It's all coming back, you guys. It's not a language. It is. And it's fun. But so we were sitting in that restaurant, remember? And those people, huh? we overheard they were them. They Ixpe, Iripe. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> this is strange, eh? <laughs> and they're like, a Canadian, eh? Canadian K? Oh, I forgot I how much I love Pig Latin. Ugh, okay. Terrible. So she's asking if we know and I don't know. If yes, what do you like about NVC and what do you dislike about it? I think the thing about different communication strategies, because we learn a lot of them when it comes to being a therapist and like different modalities and the ways you communicate, anything from focusing only on solutions, there's like solution-focused therapy. You can look that up if you want to read more. There are also certain, like whether it's gestalt, or there's certain types of therapy where you speak in a type. certain way. I know. it's a, <clears throat> there, You speak in a certain way so that you not get the right results because that doesn't sound right but it's like guide the patient in the right direction mm -hmm. if that makes sense so nvc would be what the giraffes use is that what i don't know going on street here? giraffe uh, street giraffes when you use everyday language i don't know i don't know i i, I really don't but what okay I, google no. what is street giraffe It's telling you about what a giraffe is. It doesn't understand. I mean, we tried. We did. We really tried. But, <laughs> it's the full extension of my but, reach. Uh, but what I'm... My, okay, Google. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You're the best. You know, I mean, certain things can be helpful to people. And if it works and it sounds natural, then I'm all for it. And I'm sorry if you hear gardeners there across the street at the park and they come every Thursday. Okay. says... Um, so she wondered if I if I like it. If yes, what do you like about it? What do you dislike? I love, okay, sorry, I already did that. I love that I get to use my podcast to support and spread the knowledge of NVC with all of my listeners. At the same time, I get to learn and grow my practice and meet so many amazing guest speakers. Canada is in the top five of all countries that listen, and I thought you should know this, Sean. Mm. <laughs> it's funny to hear my voice on a different podcast other than my own, LOL. Thanks, Sean, for the compliment and how I enunciate my words nicely and clearly. And thank you, Katie, for saying that I have a great podcast voice. I do my best. Um, I've met so many needs to be needs to be seen and appreciate. Oh, um, met so many needs and to be seen and appreciated. Sean, I must say you are quite funny. The dry sense of humor is hysterical, and I find myself laughing so much. Look at that. Compliments will get you everywhere. I know. Sean doesn't always let those absorb, so I wondered if he would make a joke back, but he did not. I like it. Okay. You say these little jokes or comments and slide them in in a very sneaky way. I hear you and I giggle so much. Laughing is so good for the soul. I agree. Helps me in the healing process. And Katie, you bring so much wisdom and support to your followers and bring awareness to deep subjects that our society truly needs more understanding on. You present the information beautifully and I'm so happy it's you, Katie. Oh, I'm glad I could do it. I'm glad I could be there. 
In my voice memo, I mentioned that my mom was terminally ill. Yes, I'm so sorry. She passed away at the end of July. She was the strongest and bravest human I knew. She survived fighting cancer for 12 years. Her body couldn't fight anymore and the cancer spread. I feel so grateful to have her have had her as my mom in my 34 years of life. My heart goes out to all those who've lost a loved one. It's not an easy journey. It really isn't. It's, it's really hard. I know your father passed Katie and sending you big hugs one step at a time. We're in this together. Have you ever thought about having a death doula? Oh, interesting. I've... I haven't heard of that. If anybody doesn't know what a doula is, you use a doula usually for birth. Like when women are having children, they can use a doula in lieu of, uh, I don't know if... It's an assistant, isn't it? Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm. it, it's someone that's usually has your birthing plan and knows what you're wanting and is there to support you and make sure that things kind of go to plan. They're even a though, Sherpa. But I don't know if doulas, I forget if, because my brother and sister-in-law... I don't know if they used a doula or what's the other one, you guys? You can let me know in the comments. God, what a good concept. What if you had dueling doulas? Dueling doulas. Um, no, but there's a couple different things you can do um, because not everybody wants to have a baby in the hospital and not everybody, you know, has the support that they maybe need to to make sure that their birth is, they're okay and feel okay and have a plan and because it feels it can feel very scary and chaotic for But people. I wonder if doula is just like, a, in that instance, that's a, but a, a birthing doula. doula, but if like there's a bunch of different ones, like what if there's a shopping doula, you know? Yeah, but actually there, there's, so anyways, um, then I'll just finish the sentence that she wrote and then I have a, a thought. So not to get doom and gloom here, although death is something we don't often talk about in our society, I think. And I know in my family, we didn't. I agree. People are afraid to talk about it. My grandma, because she's 86 or 85, 86, and her husband passed away. My papa passed away um, two years ago. She really wants to talk about it more and nobody wants to talk about it with her except for me. And so she often will say, I'm so grateful that you'll talk to me about this because I need to talk about it with somebody. And our friend Liz that used to be with the crisis text line, you guys have seen her if you've watched my regular Katie Morton channel. Liz Eddy. Uh-huh. Love Liz. She moved over to a company called Lantern that um, is all about death. And like, how do you process grief? How do you have resources? How do you plan for your death? How do you plan for the death of a loved one so that you're like prepared? It's a great, I think it's a really, really great. I've never heard of this. Yeah. And I've, I just the other day, I was like, I should reach out to her and see if there's a way we can collaborate. Mm -hmm. Because I do think that to your point, Katie with a D, death isn't talked about enough. And it's something that unfortunately, just like birth, we're going to have to deal with, you know, it's like birth and death. It's just part of, it's the bookends of life. Some cultures deal with it in oh, a much, so much better better fashion you know which is a lot of us are like oh, la, 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 la. yeah and and that's fine i get it but i never knew what dia de los mortis close dios Dang. de los mortos yeah i never knew what that was about but it basically it's a day of remembrance where you mm -hmm. celebrate those who you know and, and so you really put in thought well, we have memorial day yeah but that the, that's military related oh we always did it just as a, i think it might be you might be right but we always as a family would go put flowers on the graves of anybody who passed away in our family hmm. i'll have to fact check let this. me look it up i'm looking up while you you keep yeah i think memorial talking. day is rooted in remembrance of military service but the point being that some cultures really look at the full cycle yeah. of life it's honoring men and women who died while serving in the u.s military yeah. originally known as decoration day oh okay huh we always put you know you put the flags out on the graves of those who passed away serving, mm -hmm. but then we always put flowers on all of our. Might as well. You're making a trip to the cemetery. Might as well, you know, say yeah. hello, stop by. Might as well. 
You're like, hey, dad, how's it going? What's, yeah. what's happening? Catch you up. Yeah. I've never been one to talk at the grave sites. I can talk to my dad whenever I want. Bye, bye, Miss America. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that office oh episode, God. not to make light of death, but that, where Michael finds... Pretends that he's in love with a chair model and then finds out that she died. Yes, Dwight is such a good friend that he tracks down... You know, Dwight, they did mention that about the office, that Dwight was was really a good friend. In the end, in when, general, you, when they showed all the, mm -hmm. the points of his being there for people. He puts up so much, yeah, with... Yeah. Good guy. Okay, let's finish uh, okay. Katie with a D's letter. Right. It says, last question. Have either of you known of or done acro yoga? I know of it, haven't done it. Is that what Tracy Anderson, her whole shtick was? No, no, no. This is, well, let's read because I can tell you what it is. I've had to have had patients do it, especially my patients who have a lot of like body memories and trauma that way. It's been very healing. It says acro is a partner yoga that's based around acrobatics. There is an there is an L basing and standing acro. It's my passion and love moving my body and connecting with others physically. There's a deep trust that goes into acro as well. It's so much fun and strengthens so many muscles. Who doesn't want to get stronger and play at the same time? I agree. A lot of my patients and friends have enjoyed it. It's a, uh, uh, yeah, it's just like partner yoga. I don't know. It, there's certain ways you can do it and different things you can do. I've also had people use uh, love aerial yoga where you're in like the. That's the what sling. Tracy Anderson does. Oh, she does that. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, yeah, the bands hang from the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I'm always down for that and teaching new peeps because I'm more. The more that that I know, the better. I agree. Or the more that know, the better. Yes. Um. In LA, I don't, I'm sure Austin has more too. It's just like with COVID, I haven't really looked into stuff. But the cool thing about LA is if there was a new type of yoga or new fitness trend, we always had access to it like within like a 20 minute drive. And that was amazing. And I love yoga in general, but Sean and I don't really do partner yoga. And, you know, and right now, especially with COVID, I'm not about to partner up with someone. But cool. It says, have a wonderful week with the both of you and OTDM listeners. And I'll talk to you all again. Toodles, Katie with a D. Go Ducks. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Katie, I'm sorry to hear about your mom, first of yeah. all. And I, I hope uh, you're doing okay, having more good days than, you know, days that are, are difficult. But uh, I like the way you're talking about things. And um, thanks for writing in. I'm going to check out your podcast. So yeah. uh, if anyone's interested in what they just heard about, feel free to jump on over there. And, it's called um, Living Connected. Living Connected. And if I was teasing you about the alligator speak or no, giraffe speak or whatever. Street giraffe. Street giraffe. You know, <laughs> the street giraffe, they, they wear bandanas that are blue. <laughs> and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Have a street giraffe. If you can right. find a photo of a giraffe with a hat on yeah. or a bandana smoking a cigarette. Right. Anyways, I don't know. We just talk, but uh, we have a good time and I appreciate you writing in. Yes, so. yes. And thanks for listening and watching. Yep. Do we have time for one more letter? And for the compliments. Compliments are always accepted. Yes, love a good compliment. Slights are rejected. Ooh, one of my favorite terms that my friend Ashley ever taught me was complicult. She uh. was like, oh, my mom hit me with a complicult. And I was like, what? And she's like, a compliment wrapped in insult. At first you think it's really nice. And then you're like, wait a minute. It's like when somebody says like, oh, your house looks so clean. Finally. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Like, your house looks so clean oh, today oh. and some people are very good at it they change the mm -hmm. inflection mm -hmm. right or intonation mid-sentence and you're like oh yeah like, that really stung it's when they twist the yeah. knife <laughs> and i remember when she was like complicit and i was like oh i love that word and i was like i always just called it passive aggression she's like well that works too <laughs> don't come out and say it wrap it up in a bow and pretend it's nice Look, I left you a shit sandwich. Aren't you happy? Don't don't you like this? It's so pretty. Oh, okay. I have something weird happening right now. What's happening? I just 
something was just licking my toes. Oh, oh, she's she's oh she's kind of awake, but she's oh, she's she's being a good she's moved podcast her, puppy. She's moved her pad closer. Has it was back there. Oh, it's such a weird feeling. I don't like that. <laughs> That's why you got to wear socks. I, I even just bought you new socks to prevent said toe licking. Well, I'm worried that she's going to chew holes in them. She doesn't lick your feet if you have socks on. Oh. That's the whole thing. Yesterday, so Roxy and I ran around in the yard and it was fun. Uh, I really tuckered her out because I've she got some really techniques. It was really good. First of all, she doesn't understand the inside of the circle is a it's lot smaller, faster. faster. So she thinks that I'm just as faster, but she's doing like... And her little legs are so small compared yeah. to mine. But she's really kicks in the high gear. Yeah. So she's going just as fast as I am, but I'm on the inside of the circle as mm-hmm. we run around. She hasn't caught onto that yet. So she's running even more with shorter legs. So tiring her out, tiring mm-hmm. her out. By the time we're done, I'm sweating. And well, I've it done, gets, yeah, you're working up, you're working out, you're yeah, running. Throwing the, the, the toy for her and then faking her out. And she's very, very good at deking me out because I'm a big lumbering oaf. And <laughs> also, uh, she's like, she jerks she yeah she's got good moves man she may go pro i don't know so uh we get done and i'm sitting and you were recording your uh whatever so i I didn't want to come inside with cheryl yeah yeah so i oh uh what what's going on there oh i mean nothing yet although the announcement i think would have happened already yeah would have happened but cheryl and i are launching a program called body language where we will be partnering therapy with movement in a healing program that people can can purchase and have access to we it's still like who's the, cheryl what are you, what are oh, you cheryl about? burke is a professional dancer and competitor and she's been on dancing with the stars for 15 years 15 years yeah and um anyway so she's i love cheryl she's she's lovely we've become good friends over the past couple of years and yeah so we're putting that program together and it'll be available soon we it's just not it's not quite ready for people yet but stay tuned you know follow us on uh, instagram we'll be Letting announcing know. shortly we'll be announcing it shortly nice. but yeah we've been working on it for That's a while cool. so yeah okay so anyway so i was so, doing that yeah mm-hmm. sure you're doing that i was outside uh trying to burn the the dog's energy out and we get done and she's such a good friend my dog you know or our dog sorry and i was like rude i was sitting on the stairs and i checked my phone because i wanted to make sure i didn't miss any um uh, emails and as i checked for my emails i feel two paws on my shoulder because mm-hmm. he's sitting on the step so she can be up on the h- highest step yeah. and get on and top and then of the tongue which i thought her tongue was only this long turns out it's like this long <laughs> it like before i knew it she'd cleaned all the sweat off you know the top of my noggin oh, yeah, which that- i thought was kind of gross and i was like man she loved the saltiness yeah but i giggled she she smiled he took a bunch took of a photo. photos it's awfully cute <laughs> she's so cute yeah she's a good dog but i didn't like the feeling <laughs> But, but just for the record, I didn't like the feeling. Yeah. She's army crawling around. Well, I think that's all we have for this week because the puppy is up and yep. we've got to eat lunch and do our things. Yes. But thanks for listening. And don't forget to send in things your parents lied to you about. Um, what was there was another one we'd say. As always, I'm begging for you to leave uh, nice comments on Apple. Begging for Ooh, at least 30 stars. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you have to leave, you know, six comments comments to leave 30 stars 30 stars because <laughs> i think you can only leave five comment or five stars so yeah five stars five yeah. star reviews yeah. yes no i really don't care i don't even no. i don't even check it but share with friends it does help if you share it. it does help if you share it tell somebody about it have a wonderful weekend do something fun tell us about it write us a letter otdmpod at gmail.com we love you guys have a good one bye bye